Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, we're back. Sportive's here. I'm Brandon. Hello. John's here with me. Hi, John. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing well. Chicken's also here. Hi, Chicken. What is up, fucker? We're dealing with some southern Minnesota Wi-Fi right now, so he's here for now. We'll see how long it lasts. We've had a little I'm bit of lockout. I'm shutting the video down. I'm okay, shutting yeah, it down. Let's, guys. let's go underground. I'm going to do Bandwidth. the same. We were going to go on oh and record this to YouTube, but now we're not going to. <laughs> Maybe next time. Look at look at Brandon's picture on Zoom. It's amazing. Holy yeah, isn't that incredible? Is that? It doesn't look anything like me. It's uh, So I got a corporate photo uh done and yeah, the wonders did. with photoshop uh it's become a running joke at the office of like did you pay this photographer extra how did she do this like it's become a thing where you know if i put it on my linkedin and i have to interview and i like pop onto a screen they're gonna be horrified right like where's the guy <laughs> that we saw on linkedin Who the this fuck looks are you? like what you're selling a medical device that in no way works <laughs> no, but you buy it anyway, don't you? CEO of a medical device that is crooked and fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bullshit my way to a billion dollars with that Photoshop. A billion dollar IPO, gone. Never heard from again. That's right. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Uh, okay, this is, this, uh, is, this is some great sports content so far. Really good. <laughs> Uh, yep, this like is episode it. 343. John, I've got trivia. Uh, what area code... Is three four three. Um, the left field fence at the Metrodome. Close, Ooh. Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, <laughs> you can't cheat by using Canadian ones. I don't know. I just they googled three forty three, and that's what happened. That's what came up. Yep, that's it. It's the only interesting thing about uh, number three forty three. Uh, the next I question. Am, Go ahead. I, I am right in saying that's the distance to left field at the Metrodome, though, right? Yep, it was three forty three to left. Do you remember center and right? To right? Yep. 408 to center. I'm right. Jesus. That's... Uh, 367 to right center. And I'm going to say 379 wow. to left center. I, yeah, I was going to say 385 to left center, but I'm not sure why I thought that. By the way, I can't remember my children's names, but all of those facts are stuck <laughs> No, I lost both my kids long ago. They're fine. Why probably. does Canada have area codes? They got like seven people. They don't need area. <laughs> like your phone number is one. Yeah, and then Gord, Gord, your phone number's two. Yeah. Gord Jr. is three. <laughs> yeah. Milt is four. If you need to get to Kevin, he's five. I don't know why you'd call Kevin, though. No, no, no. Stay away. Um, and all question... of the stall, everybody named Stall, you have to dial nine and then do an extension <laughs> after that. That's... 
Uh, okay. Next question. John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I got, I was about to hold it up to the video, but you're not, you can't yeah, see me do anymore. I've got a Topo Chico mineral water. Not even the sparkling Topo Chico, not even the spiked mineral water. You just go on actual no, regular water. Just straight up boring actual water. I'm proud of you. Usually this is a high drinking time when we're in the middle of a snowstorm and snow days and all that other stuff. So well done. Good restraint, oh John. This is, <laughs> I got to save it for when we go to Surly Pizza every 10 years. Yeah, that's true. Save my that's drinking. That's true. We had a few that night. Man, that was a, what a time. What a time to be alive. What a wonderful time it was to be alive then. Not now. It's not now <laughs> anymore. A good Brandon, what alive. are you drinking? Well, I am drinking, I have two beers uh, ready to go. Uh, I just cracked a black stack pull tab. And then Solid. my next one is going to be junkyard brewing Jason waterfalls. And so okay, I just want to say quick shout out to black stack and junkyard. I think they are, uh, I wouldn't want to be too blasphemous on this podcast, but uh, two of the best out there, two of the best breweries out there. I'd say if you can find, if you can get your hands on any black stack or junkyard, go ahead and do it. Every brewery and beer now just sounds like a mad lib. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, certainly won't give us any money. Let's see if Blackstack or Junkyard will. But I'm being honest. I love both those breweries. Uh, chicken, what are you drinking? Nothing. Nothing. You're fully hydrated. Yep. Um, yep. Smart. Sober and hydrated. Sober and hydrated. What a... That's the way we live our lives here. It's tough it's Sober not, and hydrated. It's not typical. Yeah. Gross. Um, okay. Well, should we talk about actual sports? Sure. I yeah, I really wanted to talk about the wolves, but do you guys want to start with some wild wild chatter? Some puck talk? Yeah, let's do some wild chatter to start yeah, with. Yeah, I figured you might they're actually start playing with right now. The, okay, so the now we're just gonna talk back, about though. the actual game that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're not playing I mean they're not playing right now, but they play they have played games this week where yeah, yeah, they're they're not in their not. break. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, uh the floor is yours. <laughs> I see how this is going to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, chicken, I guess the first question is, where are you at with your feelings about Phil Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury? Play Phil. Free Phil. Free Phil Gus. forever? Free, yeah. I mean, uh, it actually couldn't have turned out much better for the wild after the way the season started, I think in the off season, the concern was they are going to have to play flurry too much. Right. Right. Since they got originally the plan was Talbot and flurry. were going to split 50, 50. That was going to keep their workload down. And then whoever was playing the best at the end of the season would get the playoffs and they would take us to a Stanley cup run and everything was going to work perfectly. Um, they traded Talbot, got Gustafson. So the concern was, well, now Flurry is going to have to play eighty games. This isn't going to work. What? What are they going yeah. to do? And now Gustafson concern... was not a top prospect. He was not like no. he wasn't even like a young and up and coming. Oh, this guy had a great season in the AHL, and we're taking a flyer on him. How did we get him again? Goaltender. The trade? Yeah, they traded their they traded their goaltender from last season. Yep. for Phil because. The goaltender from last season got pretty mad that they brought in Flurry and then mm-hmm. played him all in the playoffs, even though he wasn't very good. Right. Asked it for was a, a trade. reasonably 
which was reasonable. Yeah, very reasonable point of view. Better down the stretch. Didn't win. Didn't he? It was like he didn't lose for like 15 straight games. Yeah, and something like that. Yeah. God damn it. So. so this just um, guy comes out of nowhere and he's good. He's not yep. just good. I mean, he's one of the top goalies in the league the last. Fucking goalies, man. They're insane. It's, 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 it's so when you get a hot goalie, you ride yeah. the hot goalie. Yeah. Flurry, I'm sorry. You're, you're benched. Um, Old goalie theory. So another concern is when, when do you, how do you keep Flurry? Um, you know, how do you, uh, how do you keep him? What games do you play him so that he's sharp, kept warm, fresh, right? Yeah. 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 yeah sharp is, is a good, yeah. is a good, you know how it is yeah. when you're old. Yeah. He's Boy, old. Do I, you want to do something athletic? He's old. All right. So you got to yeah. warm up for two days. Yeah. Two days Stretch. of warming up. Then you play hockey for 10 minutes. Not me. And then it's two days of cooling do down. I don't stretch. John, have you ever seen a cheetah stretch before it catches a gazelle? No, he just goes. <laughs> yeah, I just, he There's just no goes. warm ups. Just go. Just go. I, I, don't, I don't stretch. 110% right out of the is, gate. This is, this is random, but one time, I think I was watching Kent Herbeck outdoors because I love Kent Herbeck, and Tori Hunter was on there. And Hunter was talking about one of his first training camps with the Twins. Everybody on the team was stretching and going through all these calisthenics and stuff, except for Herbeck, who was just sitting off on the side, goofing off or whatever, because he's Ken Herbeck. (laughs) And somebody yelled out, hey, why aren't you stretching with everybody else? And Herbeck yells back, does a racehorse stretch before it runs? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He's out it's, having a chip witch or something, which yeah. are delicious. Like they are fantastic. Fuck, oh my god! You know, it's it's a good joke and it's also a true. I don't actually, mm-hmm. I don't think stretching means anything because of the racehorses and the cheetahs. I think you're right. Who to stretch? I don't remember the question. Goalies, hockey goalies. goalies. Yep. Yes. He's old. You got to keep Flurry loose somehow. Yeah. Keep him engaged. So that's the concern now. I'm, but uh, this this is working out pretty well. I'm on the Gus bus. Okay, how long has have everybody else is on the Gus bus now as well, right? It's yep. Become pretty pretty full. How long has the Gus bus been at capacity? Is this a Johnny Come Lately deal, or has it been ramping up most of the season? No, I I built the Gus bus back in August. I, I you built it I, in uh, August. All right, gotcha. From the chassis, yeah. And it was just Fuck you, me. just driving around, lonely. Stu and I, just, just Stu and you I. and Stu listening to a I little. Don't remember if John Waylon Jennings. Probably, yeah, I'm always on board. Gotcha. Mm. Gus Philip Gustafson. What is he? Swedish? Finnish? Swedish? Swedish, I think. Swedish sounds right. He doesn't listen to Waylon. He listens to ABBA. Mm -hmm. So we had ABBA going on the Gus bus. Britney Spears when she hired that one Swedish pop star guy. You saw that same show. That's all about they were all those songs are produced by the same Swedish people. Yep. Just a few people just sitting in there, just banging out (laughs) hit after hit. Yep, and and cooking, making borscht. No, that's Russian. No, making maybe. pancakes. I mean, it's closer than here, so maybe they're making the pancakes. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, goalies. Yeah, I think so play, I think the Gus bus reached capacity the other day when the Wild played Colorado, and they outshot him like forty to ten or something like that. But Flurry gave up three goals on the first yeah. eight shots or something like that to the point that he, 
Flurry gave up goals on two consecutive shots, and then somebody dumped one in from center lice, and Flurry stopped it, and the whole crowd went nuts and cheered him. Oh no! And he had to like he had Russia. to like at the crowd. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a low point for everybody. Yeah, I would just I do mean, one of those live shifts as a goalie. Just just start skating really hard toward the bench and hope the other guy's ready for you. If I was that embarrassed, I'd be that embarrassed. Does that <laughs> just happen? do a line change. Just a well, line change as a goalie. What the fuck's he doing? The same kind of thing happened to Patrick Waugh a million years ago when they left him out there to give up a billion goals and the crowd was cheering him every time he saved. And, you know, he waved at the crowd and then he went off the ice and told the GM, this is my last game here in Montreal. I'll never play here again. Trade me. <laughs> and they traded him to Colorado. <laughs> I That's want you both to, go to uh, out. <laughs> prepare your minds. Now, Brandon, you're not going to care, but John, I want you to prepare yourself for the inevitable when the wild make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flurry's starting and this oh, town's yeah. going to go. Apeshit. Brandon, the best way I could explain it is last season, suspend disbelief for just a second. Uh-huh. Let's say the twins made the playoffs yep. last fall. Yep. I'm there in Rocco's game one starting pitcher. Emilio Pagan. <laughs> like you would be like, oh my God. what the fuck? You're like, what are you, what are you doing? Flurry's going to start game one of the playoffs and this town's going to go apeshit. And Dino's yeah. going it's going to be crazy. I'm just preparing you, John. This is something that's going to happen. Dino really is, in terms of sort of the old school mentality and he, he, he just, he, he's sort of hockey Mike Zimmer to me. He just, he's angry. He's scratching guys for no reason. Better than well. (laughs) I mean. But no, it's not a perfect. But I know know exactly what you mean. He gruff. We called exactly what was going to happen with Marco Rossi. Mm -hmm. So he makes the team out of, out of uh, camp. Yep. They play him with fucking basically the Hanson brothers. He plays Mm -hmm. six minutes a night. With the Hanson brothers. Yeah. No then, time on special teams. No, he's he's killing penalties for six minutes a night with the Hanson brothers. And then yep. Dino's like, yeah, he's just Open, not providing any scoring. Yeah. He's opening and, the door on the bench 55 minutes a night. And the yes, other five is the, out there taking face-offs in his own zone. Him Boy, and he's the, just um, not doing it. He, it's really his Gustafson, fault. him and the backup goalie are on the bench playing fucking Euchre. Yep. And uh then they're they're mad that he doesn't play defense well enough and he's not scoring. So then they send him to Iowa and we haven't seen him since. Right. And they keep every time somebody mentions it, they can't score five on five. They can't score any goals. They score one goal and then it's just like, Well, hope we can win this one one to nothing. <laughs> and Rossi's down there scoring goals in Iowa and they're like, Well, we just don't think he's ready. We we brought him out, we brought him along a little too fast. We don't ever want him to go back. When we bring him up, we don't want him to go back. Blah, 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 blah. Stupid. So anyways, yeah, Dino is very old school. He's very Zimmer-ish. He's a very Yo-ish. He defers to the veterans and it drives, oh, drives me crazy. But You hate that um, shit. They are, what were they on the homestand? Seven-game homestand? Well, they won. They finally won a couple in regulation. They went an entire month without winning a game in regulation, which is awful. Mm-hmm. And then these last two, they finally won two in regulation. So I think they ended up getting four wins. Two of them were in the shootout, I think. Something like that. Yeah. So they got, it was a seven-game homestand. I think they got nine points. Not great. Could have been worse. But, Not great. 
Not great could have been worse could sort of define the whole wild season at this point. But Not most great. of their could most be worse. Of the franchise history. Yeah. I looked up their playoff odds. Do you want to guess? Hmm. Playoff odds. 63%. 71 percent 76 god you guys are oh, 76 wow way better than that. that can't wow really wow hmm. Stu's here so i don't have to wince when i tell you it's from 538 it's a website of predictions he hates it <laughs> why did wait Stu hates a Stu hates predictions player? yeah predictions? he he doesn't like the guy who runs it it's nate silver that statistician guy who now is like oh, seems okay. to be a little yeah. bit more of a pundit and he's just said some dumbass things once in a while, apparently, and Stu doesn't like it. He's a, wait, he's a he hates a statistician. Yeah, because the statistician is now into being more of a political pundit. Oh, he gives political opinion. Ah, a little bit it. of a, okay. an opinion here and there, and got it. Not up Stu's alley, apparently. Got it. This is Stu That's talking, right. kind That's of. Fair. No, it doesn't. Man. Whatever. Not me. Teach their own. The uh, hockey reference, who, which was invented by our friend Hans, as you know, um, mm-hmm. has them at 71. So well done, John. Yep. Jonathan, get well soon, it. Hans. Yep. Get well soon, buddy. So that's my contribution. All right. Good job. It's good. good. Useful. I can tell you, we, we were talking about the goalies, so I wanted to look up the numbers quick, and I went to moneypuck.com as sort of these goals expected goals expected goals kind of things have gotten way better in the last few years i've i, I i've been reading based on and they so, can now track what the miles per hour and angle and like where on the goal it hits and just like in general that usually goes in 12 percent of the time or something yeah yeah that, something they, like that. they've got it's, it's better than it used to be where i was like well we got the shooting percentage and you're probably going to be around 91 so if your save percentage is up above 9 10 then you must be due for regression or whatever but right so uh, according to this, according to these numbers, Phil has been saving him about uh, over half a goal a game. Six tenths of a goal like a every lot. game. Yeah, that's it's fourth in the league right now for guys who've played 15 or more games this year. Huh. But so and Flurry is down. He's given up more more goals than they've than he would have been expected to give up. So that sort of tells Checks you where out. they're at. He's. He's 44th in the league in the same thing. Gus 4th, Flurry 44th. So that's sort of, in a lot of ways, that's the story of the wild season. That and there's so many forwards on the team who are doing absolutely nothing right now. So this goalie, really quickly, sorry, we can go back to the forwards in a second. Is it like just kind of an out of nowhere AAA pitcher who all of a sudden is amazing? Does this feel like... Oh, this is just our guy from now on, or is it just again hot goalie? That's kind of as far as we're going to take this. It feels. I mean, I don't know about you, chicken, but it feels to me more like, oh, this AAA pitcher has thrown three shutouts in a row. Right, he must be amazing. Boof Bonzer, Boof Bonzer, <laughs> Hockey yes. Bonzer, Hockey Boof, Boof Gustafson. <laughs> what the. Uh... What the scouts will tell you is that Gustafson always had the tools. He just never put it together. Right. Now, you hear that about AAA pitchers, though, too, is my concern. True. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know quite. I mean, you never know what to believe, right? Yeah. It's not perfect analogy with baseball just because in baseball you can be in the minors for four years and put up numbers and you can compare that to history and say, okay, 
and you know miles per hour, how hard they throw, and all right. of these things that can give you a sense of where they live in the in the prospect spectrum. Mm-hmm. Where goalies, it's you, you have no idea what you yeah. have. Goalies right, so. is still a lot of like, oh, he looks quiet in the net. I think that's good, or maybe <laughs> yeah, he's slow and it's not good. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's good. He or was not, on nobody's but... prospect radar forever, so I, I guess it feels way more like a. A minor league pitcher that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Ottawa, a bad team with no goaltending, was willing to trade him for a guy in his mid thirties. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, let's write it. Okay, on to the forwards, John. Did you have another comment about? Oh man, I just—it's it, unbelievable. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. the number of guys that you see on the ice every night when you're watching the Wild, and you go, man. I feel like I haven't seen that guy the whole game. There's guys who just provide absolutely nothing in the way of offense. And some of them, you know, Brandon Newham or whatever, and they're not there to score. But there's other guys like, I mean, even like Ryan Reeves hasn't done anything. He's he's sort of been the guy who brings the toughness. But it just Fred Gaudreau has not scored any goal. Not that that's any different than usual, but. Greenway's been terrible. Felino's been hurt. No, Goudreau just... had a bunch of goals last year. There's just so much regression. It's kind of yeah. the the sport of comet, right? Everybody, wild fans in the off season, it feels like a lot of them were thinking everybody that had a career year will continue yep. on that pace, and everybody who was bad will get better. And we always, we always uh, express caution when people feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was hard to look at last year and go. Well, I guess Ryan Hartman is going to score thirty-five goals every year now, and I guess Marcus Foligno is <laughs> yeah. a twenty-five goal scorer. That's it. Even Goudreau. Yeah, even Goudreau. Way more than ten. Yeah, all, all these guys had certainly regressed. Yeah, it's just it's rough. It's they score one goal and then it just starts looking pretty quickly like they're never going to score another goal. Like. They're having trouble even getting the puck to the net. It it just it's it's awful. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to watch because it just feels hopeless. If the other team scores the first goal, it's like you just want to turn it off and give up. It's not. It's it it, it hasn't been a fun watch mm. to sit down and be like, well, if we're lucky, Matt Boldy will get a good shot off and Kaprizov will score a goal. And that's pretty much it for the night. That's your excitement. Kaprizov still rules, right? Oh yeah, he's still amazing. He's yeah. awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, he he is exemplary. He scores every night anyway. Somehow you tune in. I don't for know that, how it's possible. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. gonna score one goal. <laughs> right. I mean, Ryan Hartman scored twice last night, but before that, the two goals he'd scored since November first or whatever were him getting hit with the puck and it bouncing into the net. Uh it sounded today, John. I don't know if you saw it. there. Uh, there's some uh, steam about Brock Besser getting moved um, I, to to Minnesota. I thought they couldn't get. He's got two years left on his contract after this. I know. I, I thought the same exact thing. So I looked into that a little bit closer, and we can talk about the numbers. But yeah, it was today. Um, so Russo has a, has a podcast. He has like five podcasts, but. Oh, yeah. One of his athletic podcasts is with like, I don't know, there's maybe three or four other athletic beat writers from throughout the country. 
or throughout mm-hmm. North America that he has a podcast with. And they had Ben Hankinson on, um, who's a scout, uh, excuse me, an agent, player's agent with with Octagon, who's kind of a large sports agency. Right. Um, so they had him on, and they were interviewing and, and asking names, and you know, what does he think about this guy or that guy? But he represents Besser, so. And I thought it was remar- It was really candid. It was odd to hear him speak that candid. And I thought, well, this has to be a bigger story. Um, Wait, and then ben they, then Russo, he was literally talking about how Besser should get traded to the Wild. Yes, and I'm like, <laughs> what? that's amazing because so Russo posted this podcast, and I happened to be driving today, and of course today it, the drive was like. 800 mm-hmm. hours to get anywhere. So I'm like, okay, yep. I'll click on this podcast. So I'm listening to this. And um, it obviously had just been posted. So Hankinson is talking about, yeah, uh, Besser has uh, given us permission to, and the team has given us permission. We're trying to make something happen with the Wild. He'd love to get back here. I'm um, the Wild trying to make some some moves and move some contracts around and see if they can some move some players. And I'm thinking in my head, and then he mentioned the numbers. He said Besser makes like, six and a half this year and six and a half next year, which is right. obviously a ton. They can make it work this year, but next year they really can't. So how the hell would that even work? Um, but uh, one, it was, it was just insanely candid. I thought for a agent, I didn't even think that was legal. Right. He could speak. Did he <laughs> know he was being recorded? I'm like, well, are agents so are wearing agents a wire for a podcast. <laughs> so then I, I get home and I'm looking at Twitter and it was all over Twitter about how Hankinson had said this. I'm like, yes, thank you. That's good. Cause that's exactly what I thought. Like, why isn't this a bigger <laughs> effing thing? Well, the, it wasn't a bigger, it was a big thing. I just hadn't been home to look at my phone. Um, I don't know what they would have to do to make that work next year, who they have under contract that they would get rid of. I suppose, you know, well, it would start to, with Greenway. They'd have to trade Greenway. But that Dumba mean, doesn't do anything because he's not under contract next year. So, um, but yeah. Greenway's only like what, like three million. So that only gets you halfway there. It'd have to be somebody else, and I don't know who that is. <laughs> I mean, they could they could beg Vancouver to take half his salary, but why would Vancouver do that? I don't know. Other than, I don't know if Bester's got a no trade clause. Does he have no move? I don't think he would at that he's age. Like Twenty four. There's no way he got a no move already. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look into it deeper, and, and nobody was saying. But I mean, um, the other th- there'd have to be a, a second. The other thing is, we can talk all day about well, they could get rid of Greenway, but why would Vancouver want Greenway? That's and that's, the, that's, the, that's, the the wild the yeah. wild the wild have a million other prospects, but at least what they've said so far is they don't want to give any of these guys up. So I, don't, I mean, a guy with a two year contract. It's yeah. not a it's not a five year contract. It's two. That's right. So. It seems like they should be building for three years from now um, when they're out of salary cap jail, right? It feels like every mm-hmm. move they make, so long as it doesn't really damage them three three seasons from now, right? then it seems to be an okay move. But um, like being the broker that they talk about right now where they're, they're trading salary cap space in order to acquire picks, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, at least to me, because again, that's building towards three seasons from now. But trading a prospect for a guy who won't even be under contract three seasons from now seems to be an odd move. Well, but... 
let me let me ask you this. So let's say Vancouver said, all right, we'll trade you Besser. We'll take Greenway back, but we want Jesper Wallstead in the deal. That's for 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 Brandon. That's the the wild goaltender in AHL in <laughs> can't speak. In Iowa. Wild goaltender in Iowa, in the AHL. Top prospect goalie, which is pretty rare, I I'm given to understand. They usually don't rate goalies like that the young goalies that are 18 19 20 as top prospects but he's the wild's top prospect their goaltending prospect and their goal seems to be to just sort of leave him at iowa as long as they can what would i say to that yeah would i would tell vancouver to go fuck themselves and i wouldn't stop there (laughs) i'm trying to think of somebody famous something worse than that somebody famous from vancouver i would send them justin morno ryan reynolds head in a box Seth Rogen (laughs) both of their heads in a box as a message to not ever ask again all right well Brock I mean Besser for Wallstead no maybe and and they get rid of Greenway I mean I'm just I'm spitballing here because Vancouver's goalies are terrible but I don't think there's any way the wild do that deal but that has to be the kind of thing that they're asking for at this point, don't you think? I would want their their best guy, that Pedersen, back. And mm. I'm still sending them Ryan Reynolds' head. I think <laughs> I think that might be the best idea of heading. That's pretty good. <laughs> Too many commercials. Sorry. Cricket, yeah. That's nobody's gonna do it. <laughs> you know, have I, I'm guessing I know you haven't chicken but brandon i'm guessing you also have not been watching the show about ryan reynolds owning the soccer team in wales oh uh i watched a couple episodes of it i haven't gotten through it yet um i was mildly charmed for a little while and then i couldn't quite make it from there you, you, <laughs> he seems like somebody that would that you would like yeah i like ryan reynolds yeah I have nothing against him he's a little He's a little smirky from for me, and I know that I am obviously very smirky, but I, I do enough of that in my own life to I can kind of see how that can grate on people. So I see a little bit of that. Grate on me? I don't know. I, I don't think you're smirky. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's good. I appreciate that. Um, I was hoping one of you would say that. Um, thanks for picking up the signal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's not. I don't know. Have you? How much of it have you watched, John? It obviously is right up your I, alley. Well, true. I I watched three or four episodes one night. My wife and I sat down and watched it for some reason. But uh-huh. the, the thing the the thing that I think is funny about it now is that apparently people have been uh, American viewers have been tweeting at and possibly contacting in other ways the BBC to ask them to stop publishing Wrexham scores because they haven't got to that point in the show yet <laughs> and they don't want to spoil yeah, well them. it's actually news you know <laughs> there's been a couple episodes or like portions of episodes where like it's become a little bit too much about ryan reynolds and uh rob McElhaney. and it's like all right i'm not watching this for you two i'm watching it for the soccer but then i realize they probably real they probably are like oh yeah nobody actually is watching this for the soccer so we're the trojan horse here um it's, so it's a tough balance to strike because yeah. on the one hand, you look at the owners and you go, I, I really don't want to watch a show about soccer owners, especially two guys who, at least at the start of the show, were hardly involved other than owning the team. Yeah. 
But at the same time, if you take them out of the show, it's a show about a fifth division soccer team. It's really fucking and boring. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have them. as much as I appreciate, I, I more mm. than anyone appreciate lower division <laughs> soccer, but man, that's a, that's a tough watch. Yeah. I think you're right. I should go back and give it a fair shake. Yeah. I, I didn't make it very far either, but Hey, that's, just, this is the only, it's gotta be the only thing on the planet that you've actually made it further TV wise. Yeah. I mean, there's some sports documentary series that also are in that category, but oh, not much. True. Yeah. Not true. very much. Okay. Can we move on from hockey? Sure. Yep. And Ryan Reynolds. So can you can take a oh. quick 10 minute. Yep. 10 okay. minute. I, I 10 know minute where break. you're going. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I wish the video was on so I could actually see chicken just leaving scurrying right away. <laughs> just there's a there's a smoke outline of where his body used to be, and his chair <laughs> is <runner>. like <laughs> his chair is comically spinning around <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> just a puff of smoke. Um, John, I want to talk about the wolves very quickly. Your rest oh, of the right, season kind of outlook. Um, my first question. So there they are. I'm not going to look up the exact. Uh, statistics right now because nobody needs or expects that from me. But uh, for they've kind of settled in over the last month or so to be teetering somewhere between the four seed and the eleven seed, depending <laughs> on not only the day but literally the time of day. Um, right. They have been middle of games a five seed and then lost the game and were a nine seed, and that's happened repeatedly. Um. So it's been kind of a wild ride. There's maybe a team or two that's going to drop out and start to look to next season. Um, so, and I say this knowing full well exactly what's going to happen. It seems very difficult, near impossible for them to completely fall out of a play-in game. Um, it also seems pretty near impossible to go up to maybe the four seed because there's a couple teams that are going for it. So right now it looks like most likely, most reasonable estimates would be somewhere between a five seed and a nine seed. Um, mm-hmm. Knowing all, and that, you know, obviously now that relies on playing games, just like we went through last year. My question to you is what of the outcomes that could happen, what is the line for you where what's disappointment and what is success? Well, I mean, one of the weird things about the Wolves is they just finished the All Star break. So, you sort of think of that as well. It's all star break, so they've, they've sort of been coming together. But now they really got to get got to get ready for the second half of the season. Except there's like 15 games left in this. There's three somehow. quarters of the way through the season. Yes, there's 20 yeah. games left, or maybe not even that. It's just it's it's very strange that they just passed the trade deadline and now they got to figure out how to bring this new team together. And instead, the season's almost over, so they yeah. really don't have much room. It's just it's a very strange team because. Our our good friend Mike Rand called them deeply unserious as a team, and that really has been the most true thing about them. That every time they do something good, like they beat Dallas with Luca and Kyrie going off, and then mm-hmm. the next day they come back and blow a twenty point lead to the Wizards. And the Wizards, yeah, that, that's are terrible. Stung. No, the Wizards are fine, but I see what you're saying. Here's my counter to that. Most of the league is deeply unserious if you're talking about sure. blowing leads. The the league is now really deep and there's very few awful teams. Even five, ten years ago, there were eight teams that were just blatantly tanking and were terrible. The depth of the quality nowadays, even these past five years, is just unbelievable. Like the Wizards are a laughable team 
who are like over 500 for most of the season. And they've got Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma and like four other guys who are fine. So it's like very confusing season. And it makes a lot of sense why they blow these very unbelievably frustrating leads, which we remember, but then they come back a bunch of times and we forget that. So it's a, it's just been a very emotionally roller coaster ride so far of a year. And I don't really know where they stand on that. To answer your question, I think I would be disappointed if they were in the play-in game again. That would be disappointing Ooh. to me, given given that they traded the future of the franchise for Gobert, and given that they then doubled down on it by getting rid of D'Lo and picking up Mike Conley. Just mm-hmm. they they have taken the actions of a team that believes it's in it to win things now. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to trade away everybody and if they're going to do all these things finishing in the play-in would be right where they finished last year would be it just wouldn't feel it wouldn't be a step forward and they've done enough things that not taking any sort of step forward would be a disappointment what if they win their play-in game and they get to the playoffs like last year that's still bad to you yeah that's i mean that's still disappointing and Mm. Mm-hmm. The chance of the, I don't know. I, I feel like if the Timberwolves were in the play-in tournament again, they would definitely lose both games and <laughs> yeah, know, part of Target Center would collapse or whatever. I agree with you in some ways, but not having Towns, I think, is just such a huge factor that it's hard to it's hard to know exactly what to make of a season win. I mean, I know that Gobert's supposedly has, you know, and has been, uh, objectively speaking, very good for a number of years, and Ant's the All Star. It's still, and and we, I, I think I, I'm not alone in saying that Cat is a pretty frustrating guy to root for, but he's still the best player in the team. So, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not sure that Ant isn't the best player on the team now, but I get what you're saying. But well, I think he, it's, I mean, even it's his team. He's so, just, yeah, it's not like. If they had gone seventeen and three in their first twenty games before Cat got hurt, I would probably feel differently, and it would be like it would be more like, well, you got to give him a break. Cat was hurt, and yeah, they just the, you got to you got to adjust for the degree of difficulty to play without Cat. But they were ju- they were the exact same. It feels like they were the exact same team with Cat and without Cat. I think they um, were worse with Cat. Like, yeah, they kind of this is were, really frust- they sucked. They were really frustrating, and now. They win more, but they're still really frustrating a lot of the time. It's been a frustrating season for sure. Um, that does remind me of, I think it was the Tib season actually, where, or maybe it was one of the Adelman seasons, where they were really good at getting out to early leads and then they would cough up half of them. You're like, God, how can you be so good to be up by 20 constantly and still not somehow figure right. out how to close games and so I'm getting a, I'm getting a little deja vu vibes. So let me ask you, John. It, it I, was it was funny the other night they blew that lead to the Wizards, and it was like, man, I can't understand how they blew this lead. And I read the stories, and they were all like, Nas Reed did not have a good game. And my reaction was not like, oh man, I can understand that. It was like, you keep Nas Reed's out of your mouth. Don't you name dare your say mouth. that. You, you named anybody else. Kill the animals. I know. Blame yeah. Jalen Noel. Just Noel don't sucks. Nice. Austin Rivers kind of sucks. Nas is hit or miss, but I love him to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just their bench isn't quite 
good enough, I don't think, right now. Um, they could really use Cat. Um, Austin but, Rivers is out there charging the other team's bench and getting in fights. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, the other team traded strange. that guy immediately, too, by the way. Did they really? Yeah, like three <laughs> days later. Like, fuck that. I don't even know what he said. That's like, to me, I'm never going to be able to have a good night's sleep until I realize what exactly he said to make a... You know, the, the guy that said it was like 23 and Austin Rivers is like 35. They don't know each other. Like, what makes a guy, a 35-year-old veteran in the league, like charge the bench and start throwing haymakers? What could have been said? They talk shit all the time. <sighs> anyway, um, it's Ant's team, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. The dude's an absolute stud. Um, the numbers don't bear out that he's the best player just because he's still, you know, he misses some shots. He's got some turnovers, stuff that's going to be cleaned up pretty easily. And he's going to be very incredible very soon. So, John, let me ask you, play, let's play. I'm not going to ask you to play someone's mom today. All right. I might at some point, but not right now. You um, are going to be Anthony Edwards' uncle. <laughs> uh, why don't you play GM? Are you uh, are you trading Cat this summer? I don't. I don't want to. Okay. But it it's it's weird. It feels yes. like Yeah. Yeah, there I he mean, is. The an, the answer probably is yes. I I do feel like they're going to trade him when they're eligible to trade him, but it it feels weird because they started out with they had Cat Mm-hmm. And he was amazing, and he's an amazing offensive player, but he's got some deficiency in his, in his game on the defensive end and rebounding. So they get Gobert, who is there to replace the defensive rebounding the Cat can't bring, except it turns out that you put them out there together, and it causes a whole number of other problems, mm-hmm. including you got to get rid of D'Lo to bring in Mike Conley to work with Gobert. And suddenly, in trying to support cat the best player on the team and shore up his weaknesses you suddenly have made a team that has, has no room left for cat on it it's yeah. it's it's just it's this odd this odd series of dominoes that are falling to go from the start of the season where everyone was like well ant and cat it is cat's team and ant is coming into his own but this is still carl anthony Towns' squad and he's gonna have to figure this out to a couple of months later, everybody's going, well, you know, Cat's not back, but they might be better without their best player in the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's a very strange world we're living in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one because you can see that they haven't had enough time to figure out if both those guys, I think we all have a pretty good sense that it's not going to work with Cat and Gobert out there together for against most mm-hmm. teams. It's all matchup based in the playoffs. You never know. Um, but it hasn't looked good so far. And so leaving the door open a little bit for them being able to figure that out, it feels like the only card you can play is trading cat. If you think this is Edwards's team. Right. Um, I mean, obviously you'd want to trade Gobert. Um, but I just don't know if that's <laughs> do you think... going to happen. <laughs> do you think Utah would be willing to trade? You know, they could Walker use a guy like Gobert, like a veteran presence. Yeah, maybe I, I'd call him. <laughs> no, fuck. Yeah, he's been, but he's also been good, which is kind of well, I don't know. He just like sucks to watch. Can the Wolves use their first round draft pick this spring to to replace? To... <laughs> yeah, they got some draft capital they can yeah. use to sort of reshape the team. Well, not this year, but maybe ne- no, maybe the following year, the year after that. 
No, they are <laughs> fucked. Didn't there used to didn't there used to be the Ted Stepien rule where you couldn't trade your pick two years in a row? No, there is. They actually traded like every other year, but then it's, the way they it get around it is now you year. can do pick swaps. Oh. Interesting. So like yeah. the Laker the Lakers don't have a first round pick until twenty forty seven or something like that, right? Because of pick swaps, yeah. 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 So, so they they might, uh, if they're um depending on where the picks land or whatever. Um, they could end up with a, but they just don't like, they don't have the ability to, to use it in a trade. Cause it's kind of like spoken for or whatever. So, <laughs> Ugh. um, yeah, I don't, I just don't know what you, I would love a sodium pentothal conversation with, uh, Tim Connolly, the GM to figure out, like, I, I can sort of, I, I, I have two beers and can talk myself into like why they did. Why they? Why I w- I'm able to understand why they were able to talk themselves into Gobert. I still, you know, I'm not like was not a huge fan of it, but I can I can see mm. like the outside. Mm. You were a fan. I okay. I'm happened. a I was a fan of the the windows closing early. We we assume that we're gonna have Ant for ten years, but we might not. The Yolo. Let's just do it and be legends. Idea of making a trade like that. Mm-hmm. I just still don't understand why you did another big. But then again, like I understand when Cat is like a really good shooter, but can't defend, can't rim protect, and can't rebound. They're like, oh well, shit. This is the best rebounder, rim protector in the NBA. Let's just get that guy. Like so I can see talking yourselves summer. into it. I, I don't remember, but maybe July or whatever it was. When did you talk yourself out of it? What month? Would you say mm. when you convinced yourself? Was it October? Was it December? Yeah, was it yesterday. Man. No, it was probably like the way. The thing I always came back to was: I think Chris Finch is a really smart guy. I know that he he's on record for having been like supportive of this trade, and he's always been a very clever like lineup guy. So I was like, hey man, if that guy like he's obviously way smarter than me, if he's into it, I'll I I want to see this happen. So I think I was like on board. And then after those first like 15 games or whatever, I was like, "Ugh, the people who said this can't work look smarter than me right now and smarter than mm. Finch. And so mm. I, I'm just sort of like, if I was, if I was like a seven out of 10 on the trade when it happened, I'm now like a four or five out of it. Like I'm not freaking out about it. Um, and I don't actually care about a if if all those picks end up being like the 19th pick and the 26th pick or whatever else. Like I don't actually care. I- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I just wish they would have gone all in on... I just want to have somebody that is perfect with Ant, and that's not who you want for Ant. But Ant wasn't necessarily... like He made a huge leap this year, and he's now very obviously the face of the franchise. And... uh I wonder if maybe last year he just was so young that they weren't like, oh, let's call this guy into the office and get his take on who he needs to be surrounded with. Like he's 20 years old, you know? Whereas I bet now if they talk to him, it would be like, yeah, I don't want anybody in the paint. I want to be dunking on dudes. And I'm actually not good at it when there's a guy there. I don't really know how to do pick and rolls. I'm not good at those things. And so, I don't know. It hasn't played out like obviously you would have expected, but it's not also not been such a weird disaster. It's just kind of a confusing place, I think, as a as a team because he's been fine, he's been good, but you can't immediately trade him either. I think he's lost trade value, so not sure what to do. Hmm. It's a real pickle. Well, a cat trade would bring back that capital and yep. clear the way for Ant to be the guy yep. in town. Yeah, the one thing that um, someone, I, I don't know who it was that said a long time ago was, you know, you have a guy like like Ant who just likes driving uh, and that's like half of his game. That's why Cat is so good next to him because Cat can stand outside on the perimeter and you have to stay out there because otherwise he'll just drain threes. And so if you trade him, you're just going to be looking for a big who can shoot as well as Cat. It's like, all right, I get it. But again, like you have two bigs and you're paying them a shitload of money and if you're saying it didn't work with cat i agree with you we watched it it was the defense was tough i just don't think it works with gobert either and it's not a pick and roll guy gobert is like i don't know it's two different styles of basketball so why can't cat play defense um i think his uh his defensive iq is low and he's slow he can't jump Gobert's the opposite, like super springy, can jump and block shots, and is like a very quick IQ and high IQ guy. But then the exact opposite is true on the other side. And it's actually bared out like in every single statistic. Like Cat is very bad defensively and is unbelievably offensively. Gobert is the exact opposite. And when you put them both together, it kind of is just like, eh. You know, they can't like if cover up for each other. How is it possible that Cat is that good offensively if he is slow mm-hmm. and can't jump and has a low basketball IQ? Because he's can drain threes like crazy. He's athletic but slow. Um, and I think just some guys you need like, I don't know, their reaction is different defensively and offensively. I mean, it's true for like, a ton of NBA guys that just makes absolutely no sense to me. Some guys are unbelievable offensively and just are so bad defensively. I, I, I truly do not understand like how one guy has it and one guy doesn't. I don't, it's a, it's a mystery, but towns will never be great defensively. He's just too slow footed and can't jump high enough. And you just don't need that as much on offense. If you're able to drain threes like crazy, like he's an unbelievable shooter, like better than, most guards, the vast majority of guards, he's a better shooter than. So, I don't know. A little clunky to watch, too. So, John, you wouldn't 
you wouldn't be picking up the phone to trade him, but you'd be taking some phone calls. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is always affected by. I I don't want to trade Cat. I like Cat, and I want to see him. I I want to see it work. For for all of these Timberwolves guys, their flaws make them more endearing to me. Uh-huh. Like I, I want to see him work through this, and I want to see him get back. I want to see Cat somehow learn how to play defense when he's out hurt. I don't know how that would work, but it would be amazing if he came back and he was blocking shots and doing smart things around the rim and that kind of thing. I just, mm-hmm. I want it to work. And I, I have said this about the Timberwolves for years. Everybody they have, it's like, I want this to work for this guy. I want Jared Vanderbilt to be awesome, even though he wears down because he's seven feet tall and 143 pounds. I want, I want, D, even though Delo's got the moves of a guy playing at noon at the YMCA and, doesn't pay any attention on defense. I want things to work. And it's the same with Cat. I want I want this to work and I want him to succeed. I just I don't know. Is it gonna happen? This is I mean, this is why I'm not in charge of the Timberwolves, at right. least in many other reasons, is that I can't be objective about these things. Yep. In some ways They're it's all... almost better that they brought in somebody new who hasn't been here for years with with Cat and gotten attached to him. Yeah, yeah. Do you miss D'Lo? I mean, I I'm I'm sad that it didn't end up working out. It, he's it's... yeah, and he's like nine years younger than Conley. Like I like Conley, but then again, he just has a game where he made like two points. I'm like okay, yeah. well, yep, not great. I mean, I I think Conley's fine, but at the same time, you look and go, is is Conley a lot better than Jordan McLaughlin? Or maybe yeah. a little bit better than Jordan McLaughlin. Right. Two tiny, tiny guys who don't score much. Yeah. And it just also is like, okay, well, that's a huge thing you, Tim Conley needs to like, Connolly, whatever, uh, needs to figure out like, who's your point guard going to be around Ant? And they don't have a whole lot of ways to go find somebody. That's, I don't get it, man. I mean, and it's not like it's not like this is 1982 and you absolutely need somebody to be your ball handler, bringing the ball up the court, throwing behind the back passes like Bob Cousy or whatever. Right. When they finally figured out after a few games of trying D'Lo be that guy. Just we're going to have Ant bring the ball up. We're going to have Kyle Anderson somehow bring the ball up. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be D'Lo. He can just play wherever. We don't really they don't need somebody who's got to have the ball in their hands and start the pick and roll action every play. Right. Yeah, that's true. If it works, if it works with Conley and Gobert, great, but they don't they don't necessarily need to sit down and be like, "All right, we need to figure out who's our point guard of the future here." Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And it doesn't matter anyway cuz apparently whoever is in this, whoever is getting paid all this money whether it's D'Lo or whether it's Conley, apparently they can't get rid of him because otherwise they lose it. So, yep, true. They just the they gotta have the somebody road. making yeah they gotta have somebody making all that money just so they uh, do they have to trade Conley halfway through next year to get another extension in that I don't just know just keep it works. going yep yep they'll get Cal Lowry next year okay whoever's thirty six and a point guard we'll get Pat Bev back again one of these years four or five years I heard Pat Bev's not coming back there was some chance that Pat Bev was gonna come back and apparently that's not happening now nope Chicago all right. Well, good for Pat Bev. Good for Pat Bev. Uh, do you want to move on? I think it would be good for everybody. 
Okay. I'm um, not sure where to go next. Um, We're getting down there. Should we do Stu's tab six? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Stu's not here because he's in Phoenix. And I think I, I think it's fair to note that Stu was at some kind of some kind of dining and eating it, some kind of dining and drinking establishment tonight. And they that's all I'll say about that. Down in Phoenix. Yeah. I, I don't think they have bars in Phoenix. They're called <laughs> dining and drinking establishments. Gosh, right. Sorry. And <laughs> so he sent us from, from where he was at. He didn't email us. He just sent us a text that has the top six for this week. So here is Stu's top six for the week. This is the top six numbers between one and six. Are you ready? Number number six is five. Uh-huh. <laughs> number uh-huh. five is two. Mm-hmm. Number four is six. Yeah. Number three mm-hmm. is four. Mm-hmm. Number two, the number two number between one and six is one. Yep. And the number one number between one and six, three. Number mm-hmm. one is three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. No big surprises. No. Nah. It, it's all. Chalk is the word that comes to mind. You guys, uh, guys think six is a little overrated in that one? Just six could be lower out there. You could swap two and six. I don't know. I just, I'm surprised four was as low as it was. To be honest with you, I I just six gets away with a lot that it's the highest of the of the six. Yeah, I know. And what does that what does that do for us? I mean, in my opinion, I I mean, I kind of think five is better than six. Ooh, that's a hot take. I don't know. I mean, five's right down the middle. You know, it's it's a it's a load bearing number, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's Romans got a lot agree. on its shoulders. Yep, mm-hmm. it's a milestone number. Agree. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you turn thirty five. That's a that's an occasion. You turn yep. thirty six. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. I don't Nobody care. Cares. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you asking me to send you a congratulatory text when you turn 36? No one gives a shit. Yeah, 45? No, yeah, that's no, back. You're back. And there's I, no I cards care. at the Hallmark store for 36. No, God. I'm sure they tried 35. them. I'm sure they tested them in certain markets and, you know, a little A-B testing and figured out, no, it's not. we're not making those cards anymore. It was a waste of money. Waste of paper. So, I don't know. He's been drinking. I also yeah. remember that he said he was six beers deep when he sent it. So I wonder if maybe six was kind of in his craw there for mm. yeah <laughs> for a couple That's reasons. Fair. So sure. yeah, it's a good list though. This, this is this is the most confusing thing we've done since we tried to determine how many beers the takeout beer is, <laughs> and we said it's one, and then, no, it's ten. It's where it's, it's ten. It's ten. The takeout beer is ten beers, but ten beers. Is like one no, takeout beer, right? Ten takeout the transitive beers property is one takeout beer, right? <laughs> speaking of that, and speaking of our friend Stu, do you guys remember years ago, back in oh I don't know 2018, we did a the 64 beer countdown. Mm-hmm. We the sure bracket. did. This motherfucker Stu goes to the airport. I don't know if you saw this making content, mm. and he goes, "Oh, I just wanted to say, like the pre-vacation airport beer is like a is a top ten beer or some shit." 
I don't I don't know what exactly he said, but it's something like that, you know, in his stew language. And he says it as if it wasn't a number one seed in our own fucking rankings a few years ago. <laughs> it was a number one seed. It made it to like the final four. It's an incredible beer. Everybody knows this. Yeah. You don't get to come here in 2023 and start pointing out, hey, I just decided yep. this is a top beer. We invented mm-hmm. the beers. <laughs> We're the beer guys. Yep. That's fucking bullshit. Um, do you guys remember what won? Uh, the just got to the cabin beer. Cabin just got beer. to the cabin yeah. beer. Yeah, I think that's Chicken's influence. I think he, I, I did. think he stacked oh, the deck. I did. It was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, four, I believe that I fortified the vote. Is, is you? Yeah. Yep. You had your cronies come in and vote. I had a couple. I, I look back on it now. And uh, <laughs> there were some that were very clearly, I stacked the deck myself in the rankings. Like I did like mm-hmm. winning the adult sports league as a two seed. Most people yeah. are like, what the fuck what are you talking <laughs> <What>? about? <laughs> huh? Um, I, my favorite most... memory of the whole tournament was when the small town wedding dance, you weren't invited to beer. Yeah. Upset the post-exercise shower beer. I was just going to call everybody else. Hazy. Just going to say, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so upset. I was that was a two seed, like a fifteen or something. It was yeah. just a yeah. a Cinderella story. I was Can just fuck use. everybody. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I miss you, Stu. But that's don't come Johnny. Come lately with us. Um. Okay, so that's another thing I had. I wanted to mention. Oh, uh, I I have one other thing, and then we can John. If you've got other quick hitters. I got a question for uh, Chicken here. I've got a uh, a mm-hmm. momentous occasion in dad life happening in, uh, let's say, 30, 40 hours or so, uh, heading for my first out-of-town sports tournament. Oh, <laughs> sure. All right. All right. Yeah. This is, yes. All right. So, uh, Rochester, Minnesota. Okay. Fifth grade basketball you're stopping the chickens on the way no you're not invited no i thought that there was a beer in the no garage no fridge. stop there is you help yourself <laughs> you can look at it from binoculars off my property oh no, you cannot do that <laughs> oh, no. you're insane <laughs> uh telescope no no can i pull up your address on google earth chinese spy balloon no <laughs> So that's a no for a no for all of it. Um yeah, so uh heading down to Rochester. We're going down there Friday evening. We've yep. got games, uh two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, a fair amount of hours in between both those games. We got a somewhat screwed with a schedule. We go nine and three on Saturday, and then nine so and one thirty on Sunday. So oh, so Saturday is okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we got a lot of a lot of hours to kill in between, and uh, yeah, I just would love your uh, esteemed advice. Uh, really sure. specifically, how hard do you go? Fucking <laughs> uh, Eastern European underground porn hard. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Some shit that like you don't even even no. in the middle of it you regret kind of press and play. I've never regretted a damn thing I've done in out of sports, <laughs> out of town sports 
youth sports tournament. And I can tell you some things that have happened that <laughs> I should. I don't. Um, this is just, it's like uh, being on the high seas. There's just no laws. International waters. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So a few things. Yep. You, um, so alcohol is the key. And, mm-hmm. and you need to be proactive in this. Don't wait for others and see what they bring. Don't, uh, you, you know, don't come in soft. I would go in hard if this is your first one. Yep. A few different things. Uh, variety okay. is key. Um, you know, I wouldn't just have like a bottle of whiskey and a, and a case of Coors Light. No, you won't. I know you, you won't do that. It would be like, you would do a, um, a six pack a day tripper and like a bottle of rosé or I, I don't know what the fuck you bring, but don't, that's not enough. Yeah. That's was... fine. If you bring those things. So, um, for, okay. So just in case whoever comes into the, into the room when we're partying, has got an outlet. I got some peanut butter whiskey, some fireball, some lights, <laughs> some heavies. Yeah. Peanut butter um, whiskey. No. Oh yeah, PB dubs. You're not into this? It's a thing. I would no. no. I would, Next uh, level fireball. I'd bring a deck of cards, I think would be important. Yep. Um Euchre. And I'll tell you back. a little a couple a couple different things. Um people love the fireball bucket. Hmm. Fireball bucket ha- is is a well, it's exactly as it sounds, but it's those individual shooters mm-hmm. filled with like I think there's like fifty in the bucket. Okay? Oh, okay, wow, okay. So, so then it becomes part of the the card game. You know, okay, if you lose or whatever, then you take a shot. Yeah, easy, disposable. You, you throw them around the room. It's kind of fun. Exactly right, and uh, you know, you don't know where everybody lives on the COVID scale, right? On that yeah. kind of when I say the COVID scale, do you, do you know what I mean? Like the, the like passing a bottle around people may not be comfortable yeah. with, <laughs> with that. And some people won't care, but some will. But so now you just have your own and you can stack them up. to everybody, yep. the entire spectrum on that scale. Yeah. It's crowd pleasing. Um, I mean, for the longest time, one of the major ways that COVID was transmitted was by passing fireball. a bottle of fireball around. Yeah. <laughs> you think the alcohol would kill the germs? That's a myth. The nope. uh, one little, I guess it's not a one thing I've found is that the key, if you really want it to be memorable, the key will be the moms, not the dads. Mm-hmm. If you can crack that code, and I don't mean this in a dirty way, I just mean it in a if you can get them going and have them start drinking, yep, it will be a memorable evening. Eating out of your hand. If you can't, then it's unlikely. I mean, you'll have a few and have some fun, and then and everybody has some fun, and then go to bed at ten. Yeah, the moms no, on an no, out of no, town no. tournament drive the ship. Yep, yep. I'm good with if the moms. They go to bed I mean, early. Got good moms the, the dads here. Dads will probably. So, if you if you have been paying attention to the maybe things they drink in the parking lot or what they've talked about, or if you just know, yeah, you know that they there like. You go. Like, like, oh, yeah, I noticed you, uh, noticed you were into the sour beers. Did you order that the last? Here's one. If you find a mom that's into sour, that'd be sour beers. I, I don't know. You're up that what you like up there. Like weird people. stuff. I don't, yeah. That would be weird, but like the Topo Chico <laughs> or the, uh, I don't know what else. Um, Claws. 
The Trulies. WCs. Yeah, sure. The what have yous. When I talk about that kind of variety, that's where I'm that's what I'm talking about. Brandon. Mm-hmm. I, There's I no outs. You... I've got everything. What are you into? We've got it. I brought it that's with it. me. It's cold. Yeah, it's in my it. hand. But here's what I got. And if you can rattle off six, a half a dozen, eight things, there'd be like, oh, they're something's gonna pique their interest. Yeah. And now you got it. Now yeah. you, you got them, and now you just gotta keep on it. Okay, now let me ask you, um, music. Important? Is it a little is it off putting? It's, it's not important. I think yeah. if you can get it going right. a little bit, then it becomes important. But Maybe you know later in the be, evening. You don't want it to be the focus of the evening. You want Yeah, you don't want to be alienating. You know, no. I've got too much juice world happening and they're like, I don't know, man. I'm more of a Springsteen what guy. Go fuck. What the hell does it matter? What is this? And then she'll, if she, if one mom gets drunk, then then she's going to take it over and then she's going to turn it up way too loud. Oh, Jesus. And then yep. you're going to get kicked out. Oh, when you <laughs> walk by every night. It's like, I didn't want Mariah Carey. I was hoping for my own. Yeah. You, you're yeah. That's exactly what will happen. It'll be Morgan Wallen and she'll crank it. <laughs> And you'll be out by 11 p.m. Not that this has happened before. The hotel manager will ask you to leave. The hotel manager at the following hotel, (laughs) the the Alexandria, Minnesota Comfort Inn. Not very cool. Yeah. Uh, That's Dave. He's the worst. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Are you, uh, are you, are you home games or away games? I don't know what that, what do you mean by that? Sorry. Do you want to be hosting in your room or do you like an away game at no. someone else's room? You lose some control, but you can neither. Neither. Lobby. Lobby. Lobby or or don't do it at all. Lobby um is by far the best option if you can get a party room, mm-hmm. a, uh, like a conference room. Yep. I think They're we have one Saturday. 50 bucks a night. Um, everybody tosses in or your team just pays for it. That's the ideal because then you can close the door and they don't give a shit. The yep. Sucks. Yeah. It gets too hot. You have to deal with other people's kids. It's miserable. Mm-hmm. The pool is the least um, desirable option. You will Ugh. not enjoy yourself in the pool. It Seth sucks. Disgusting. It's be- you, it, you're better off in the fucking parking lot than like right now. Out in the park <laughs> when there's a blizzard going on. Nine hundred degrees in the pool. the The labels from the beer will peel themselves. <laughs> there's some jerk offs. Little fucking brat hits you with a Nerf football every three yep. seconds. Yep. A couple cannonballs. A kid drowns. Even though you it's, know, it's just it's ten forty five at night. There's still a four year old in the pool for some reason. <laughs> yep, just boogers. Parents have been gone for everywhere. hours. Yeah. Parents are at the casino. Ah. <laughs> So yeah, I'd say lobby, comp, uh, party room, conference room. Those are the yeah. ideals. That's what you're really shooting for. Now, should I feel any? I'm the treasurer of the board. I don't know if I've told you guys this. Should I feel any nerves that I'm a no. I'm a man of power, a man no, of respect? you have no power, no, no, none. Uh, if you if you actually do have any power, they will alienate it. They will fight. <laughs> they will get you buzzed. And then they're going to start asking questions. Where's the checkbook? Something. It's going to be, hey, uh, if my kid doesn't make, I don't know what you have, triple A next year, I'm telling everybody about what you did this weekend. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, just be careful. 
I mean, wow. The only reason to be the treasurer is if you want to get arrested for embezzlement later you're in your bilking. life. <laughs> if there's a re- yeah, yeah, you're bilking. Something's going on. Yeah, yeah. There's never been a news story about a youth sports treasurer that yeah. hasn't ended in embezzlement but, and divorce. See, it says here that you bought uh, a T-shirt for 40 kids and it cost you $75,000. How did... <laughs> There are no kickbacks at all there? Huh? No. Premium <laughs> materials. High quality. High quality polyester. <laughs> um, okay, so my other question is, uh, so my kid's in fifth grade, and this is a tournament for our entire town's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Mm-hmm. So I've got three ages of kids who have who've been there before. They're able to act like they've been there before. And I'm kind of a, a newcomer. How uh, Is this like the first day in prison? sort of vibe where mm. I got to come in and no, and really just set the stage or do I do I find yeah what's you're, the strap there you're going to pick out I, the biggest 8th grader and fight yeah, him? no Brandon I don't know the <laughs> dynamics of your organization um I suspect there will be a linchpin that will have a kid in multiple grades mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. if he's going to unite the clans it'll be a person like that yeah, the, the okay. kind of the party guy, or do you want to sidle up to him, or do you not necessarily the party guy? It'll be the guy that has a fifth grader and a seventh grader, and then he he says, you know what? Why don't we all sit together? And now all you people that don't necessarily know each other, mm-hmm. now we'll all be drinking together, or that person doesn't exist, and you will all be middle school lunchroom kind of moons orbiting. Right, you, you're going to be separated. Now, there's a couple. There's a couple. So that may happen mm-hmm. or you're, or people will just start getting so drunk that eventually you'll all co-mingle. Mm-hmm. You find but each I, other. What I also suspect is that you will not be the only city, the only school district there. No, it's a huge yeah. tournament. Yeah. So there's going to be Maple Grove, the mm-hmm. human pieces of shit. This fuckers. Woodbury. Yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah. Eastridge. Yeah, themselves. Mouseview. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Sure. They're going to be just as drunk as you, and and they may start to um, spill into your area. You may spill into theirs. There's going to be the mom that's mm-hmm. just you know loud and says, "Well, where are you from?" And then Blaine, and we go, "Oh fuck, we got to hang out with Blaine people." Jesus yeah, Christ. Sixty-five. Good lord, how do you live oh, in the north? Nightmare. Um. Just I'm gonna sprint if I if, if we get near Blaine people. It could over. be great. No, it could be fun. It's really you just really don't know what you're gonna get. It's right. a, I'm judging. Yeah, it's a single date. It it's it's uh, speed dating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would again. I I always if you're gonna make a mistake, make an aggressive mistake. So bring <laughs> bring a whole bunch of booze. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Um. Be be the guy that kind of sets the tone if it's if it's kind of quiet. Yeah, I can do that. Now, I really, you guys have I really seen hope my, that uh, you show up at this. You show up at this with like three cases of beer, and everybody else on your team, all their parents are like briefcases and laptops, and oh no, I got to get some work done today. All their exercise <laughs> equipment, bands, you gotta keep, and you gotta keep dumbbells and shit. Each arm, and they're all just standing I, there doing yoga. I'll tell you, I'll, I've evolved to the backpack cooler. Uh, mm. That that's a that's now. so convenient. It carries about an eighteen pack plus ice pockets for a hoodie, 
for shots, for a bottle opener. For Jesus. Opener. Um, then you can just be the guy that, that's got everything, right? Yeah, you're the guy. It's easy to carry. A cooler can be sometimes, a regular cooler can be um, bulky, kind of uh, kind of clunky. Backpack a little bit easier than navigate. Fuck. That's a great idea. Now, I was going to say my number I one. I just, I want to say. Go ahead. Uh, oh. Okay. Oh, Brandon's back. What happened? I'm here. I don't know. We it lost you. It was I was going to start. Uh, yeah. Chicken finished his. He finished his description of the backpack cooler that has everything. The Boy oh, Scout cooler. I was, I was so locked in on that. Fuck, that's yeah. a great idea. And that I, I was just going to say this. When I was a kid, I went to a lot of basketball tournaments. In, you know, this is like the early 1990s. There are no cell phones. And I was just sitting here feeling terrible for my dad, who had to drive us to these tournaments in Wheaton and Redwood Falls and Marshall and all these Western Minnesota, there's there's no good place to go in Marshall and Redwood Falls or wherever. He's got to drive two and a half hours in the middle of the winter. And when you get there, it's two days of basketball games. And what do you have? There's no cell phones. You can't just sit there and scroll through Facebook or something. There's nothing to do. He had to sit in a gym in Wheaton, Minnesota from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. or whatever, mm-hmm. doing nothing, like mm-hmm. reading the paper. For 12 consecutive hours, except when, you know, when Ortonville's playing a basketball game. How did he live through that? The paper came out once a day. He had read the entire thing yeah. by like probably 1030 in the morning. I, I mean, I don't I'm, I, I was a fifth grader or whatever, so I wasn't really paying attention. But did he just save up like two weeks worth of newspapers and just bring them all with <laughs> and be like, hey, is it the newsboy? No, nah, it's yeah. somebody's dad. Just dragging a whole thing of newspapers behind him. So he has something to do for 49 hours over a weekend in a basketball gym. <laughs> Man. Oh, Jesus. Saint. Sainthood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not like that anymore. I can't speak for other dads, but I'm looking forward to it uh, for my kids' behalf, obviously. But I'm just as excited as probably he is. Like, I can't wait to get down there. Pound a bunch of beers. Yeah. It's going to no, be good. It's. You will see some things from some people that you didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of trying to steal myself of like, how crazy is this? Because I've heard some stories, you know, shit Mm -hmm. goes down. We're, uh, I've seen some things. It's one thing that I've uh, experienced as, and John, I don't know if you're there yet, but you will be soon of like, when you start to make new friends of your kids, (laughs) parents, Every single social uh, norm or interaction or thing you remember from when you were in high school immediately comes back to you. Oh my god! There's the class clown. There's the Can guy just... who's trying too hard. Yeah. There's the Can guy who's used. No, it's just. Oh, I mean, maybe I think you can now, but but if you don't want, there's for sure people in our community who are like, I'm dropping my kid off. I'm going home. I'm coming back to pick them up and I want no part of this. Mm-hmm. But if you're like super involved, like my kids are they're obviously right in the middle of it. They're 11 and 8, so they're in the heart of of their sports lives and they play mm-hmm. three sports. 
So they each are just constantly involved. So we are at, you know, very similar to chicken, your life. Um, we're just around. It's, it's hard yep. to like completely avoid it. Sure. And so if you are, I mean, we're social people, so we like making friends, but man, it's crazy to just like be 40 years old and being like, oh, did uh, this person text you? Did they want to get drinks after the game? Because we weren't sure if we were friends with them because the other neighbors had a falling out with them. And I'm not sure what if if we go with you guys, what if we go to the same place? And I see, I mean, there's that actual shit that happens as full grown up. So I'm legitimately near tears right now. (laughs) I can't do this over again. Yeah, and half of it is we bring it on ourselves because again, like like I was saying, like our we're social and our kids are social and all that. But it's it's pretty wild to me how these like similar uh uh dynamics pop back up again in your middle ages, depending on your social circle. There is we haven't had drama like that, but we've seen it and it's close to home. Oh, there's consistent drama there, and there is a there is a mom on one of the teams. Just because of these out uh, out of town tournaments, I have seen her boobs more than I've seen my own <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Good for her. Things like that, like yo. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. That's... Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So anyway, so where's the next tournament fun. for you? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and who is she? And... <laughs> No, I might swing through. Yeah, no, I just, I love uh, whatever the sport is that you're a hockey, is it? Or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh, Grand Marais? Yeah, no, actually, I just didn't happen. Oh, it's so funny, dude. I left my wallet in Grand Marais (laughs) last week, and I had to head back up there anyway. So, yeah, I'll be there. You keep on. I'll be there. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, okay, good. This is very good advice. I really appreciate it. And I'll give you a full report. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I have decided I like... I'm going to be setting a an alarm on my phone at midnight, which means stop drinking. Nope. And Why that you know? has not worked the first 10,000 times I've tried it. <laughs> but we'll see if maybe this time, the 10,001th time is a charm. <laughs> I do. I honestly have done that in the past. And then I look at it at midnight. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the fuck are you, past, man? Past Brandon. It's so funny. It's worth doing just to laugh at yourself if you're ever interested. <laughs> uh, yep. The funny thing, I mean, my daughter is just old enough now that this summer we're going to sign her up for the first thing that's not like Parks Hell and Rec. Yes. yes. Parks and Rec, whatever. And oh. now I'm approaching it with a, a, a certain fear. Just I, It's coming. I know it's coming. Nothing to be scared of. It's, it's going to be great. It's fantastic, John. It's it's the best. I know I told you kids were fantastic, and then you yelled at me for years for no, lying to you. You said you said kids were fantastic, and then when your kids and my kids were very young, I reminded you, and you were like, "No, <laughs> no way, absolutely the fucking not. worst." <laughs> uh, but legitimately, sports and coaching and all that is 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 for sure the best thing ever yeah well here's the funny part so what what we're going to sign my daughter up for because one of her friend from kindergarten did this last year and wants to do it again this summer and so now my daughter wants to do with her friend we're going to sign her up for lacrosse which is like the one sport that i know absolutely nothing about (laughs) so one sport like play bandy (laughs) yeah like 
legitimately i know more about bandy than i know about <laughs> lacrosse and so at, on the one hand it's like all right this is a little strange but on the other hand ain't nobody roping me into coaching lacrosse i'm not even totally sure of any of the rules i know nobody the ball goes the in the net i know nobody the ball goes in the net the but that's it no i can john, guarantee john you'd be in the 95th percentile of coaches for guarantee lacrosse. it yeah we you, all you grew up here can. in minnesota nobody grew up in fucking upstate new york so I bet you the rules in any game in Minnesota are forty percent accurate. They're not even. <laughs> nobody really truly knows what's going on. Well, there's nine people out there. Last week there were four. Like fuck, now, I don't you know, know what. You know what, fucking nerdy act. How about you, coach? You sound like you know everything. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's nine people out there. Sure, sure, idiot. <laughs> oh, and there's two nets, and not just a I half. Legitimately, like don't know how many people are on a lacrosse team. No. You would, uh, John, you would watch four YouTube videos of like lacrosse drills and you'd show up on the second practice and be the greatest lacrosse coach there ever was because <laughs> you care. That's like if you're a normal, nice person who I, is going to try, I'm telling you that is the 98th percentile of coaches. Guys are either or, yep. you know, coaches are either just kind of jerks or they don't know what they're doing and they don't care to learn. So, if right, you ever kids, feel everybody a, grab a your basket. I mean, your what's the thing <laughs> called? Grab it's the basket, basket stick. Sesta. No, that's highlight. Uh, stick. Grab the stick. Yeah, that's probably right. Grab the stick. <laughs> no, I. You could figure it out. I think you should. I think you should try to endeavor to be should, a. I should a coach youth coach. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Are there certification classes through American Lacrosse? USA lacrosse. Just background checks. Go. And even that's kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. it's like if you just email me that you have one, that's gonna be fine. You go, I'm how clean. Many, you go, cool. How many it's not I don't care about if you had a Dewey. How how many? Yeah. 40? Right. Well, that's, okay, well. Whatever. Was it you're right, like Jack last week? <laughs> it was. Were kids with you? It was today. Oh, no. You're in. This background oh, no. check turned yeah. up one that was in the future at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Texting me from the car. Um, Just yeah, and there's a concussion, concussion test. It's simple. You can you can definitely pass it. That's all you got to do. I have to take the concussion test. You yes. do. No, it's like a how to how to um how to diagnose a concussion yeah no you can have a concussion yeah don't even not the protocol you don't go in a tent and they're like (laughs) have you had a concussion you can have as many concussions like currently (laughs) or in the past nobody gives a shit you could piss your pants when a plane flies over the field no one cares but you just have to know when other people you can just be like oh yeah no i get concussions all the time you definitely have one that's like you pass the test (laughs) all right you actually would be like the head of the concussions probably (laughs) It's not a job title you necessarily want. Yeah, he's a treasurer. He's the president. I'm the head of concussions. Head of concussions. Why did he get that? He just has had so many. He's unbelievable at like spotting <laughs> concussions spotting now. Um, <laughs> chicken. How uh, enjoyable was coaching for you? Was it was it every sport was good, or was it kind of depending on the kids and the parents, or what was your experience, or, or is your experience? I suppose. No, I'm done. Um, You're fully out. Pretty much, yeah. I don't have. Uh, I think I've got one, just this spring coming up. And that'll be my very last season. But that's pretty. Um, there's not a lot to that one. Um, 
95% good, 5% bad. I've mm-hmm. been very, very lucky. The 5% um, bad, was it uh, kids were kind of tough to work with, or was it the parents were giving you guff? Both, both instances, but again, very uh-huh. few and far between. I, I think the kids part was just kind of like, okay, some kids are assholes. I don't, it wasn't that miserable. Um, only had a couple kids that I'm just like, and probably coached, I don't, I, more than a thousand, you know, and, and, and to have that kind of percentage, I think I was pretty lucky to only have a couple that just really drove me crazy and really only a couple of parent instances. And really, even those were not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we do an impromptu top six chickens, top six of, uh, best six ages to coach. Ooh, impromptu. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna be tricky. You can go in regular order if you want to. Yeah, no, I let's. I don't think I'm gonna get six. I, I don't think it's gonna be specific enough. I think it would be, um, at the bottom end would be like it. Not to, ages is so tough, Brandon, because it it really depends on the type of team that you have, like. Um, now the a fourteen year olds, um, but they're but they have a really good attitude, like a fun team. That's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can, they're good. Like the sport resembles how the sport actually should be played. You drop a play and they do it and it works and they make that's the exact, shot. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And it looks like relatively like what the sport kind of looks like, rather uh-huh. than a six year olds. Right. You just don't look anything like what you're really, what the sport should look like. Um, that's pretty cool. But 14 year olds who are just fuckers, that's really, really sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So because they're just, they're teenagers and they just fuck you. Like they just really suck. Um, you know, I would say probably like preteens can be pretty fun because they're on that edge of, they're not assholes yet, yep. but they're good enough athletes where the, they they can make it the sport to, kind of fun to watch and to coach. Again, on that, that it, it looks like it's supposed to. Yeah, and they can it's do purposeful. It's not just like, That's, oh, we scored by accident somehow. I don't know exactly how it happened, but, you know, yeah, right. They understand the, the concepts of what you're trying to accomplish rather than at the young age, really, we just focus on skills rather than plays or structure. Mm-hmm. really just trying to focus on okay do this and here's how you do it and not so much here is a play to run mm-hmm. um where at the older ages you run a specific play and i think that's kind of fun so um i'd say i wouldn't necessarily rank them i would say kind of that preteen age is kind of the most fun cool yeah well it's gonna be fun john you gotta get in on this well, it's and, coming. Brandon, you're right. It's you're right on the edge of it. And I know your kids are pretty good athletes, so they're they're gonna be on good teams and they're right at that age where it really starts getting fun. And you're gonna get to know these parents pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully you have a good group. Yeah. With both of them. If it gets toxic, that can suck. We've been really lucky. We haven't really had that, but you hear horror stories from elsewhere. Oh God. Yeah. I've got some really uh eye openers. <laughs> From a couple yeah, of the it's... older kids, we were like, holy fucking, like, 
Didn't you have lives outside? Like, what? Why on earth is there this much drama between? You know, you just and you realize a lot of people don't. You know, this is kind of like yeah. their actual yep. main sure. social thing, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, yeah, I know we've been super lucky with the eleven-year-old. They be uh, a few of the couples have become like some of our best pals. They could just go out and get trashed with them at a dinner and have some hearts to hearts, and you know, but don't need it. You know, don't necessarily need to be drunk either. So. It's been good. And then the um, eight-year-old is, we're still kind of getting in the cusp for us, like in our community, like nine is usually when they start doing the more serious yeah. traveling, that sort of stuff. Then you really That's get to know the scary. parents a little bit more. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll more to come on, on uh, if we can find any uh, good pals there too. But uh, yep. Sure. Good times, man. Really good times. The one thing I can tell from all these stories is that in order to get prepared for this, I'm going to need to start drinking more. I have not, yeah, the group, mm-hmm. this group where we got this year for one of the kids, I have never drank more in my life, John. Uh, it's <laughs> six days a week um, and a lot. It is yeah, incredible. Really- you realize how much the con- the normal, like the person you didn't even know, some of these people can put back a prodigious amount of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like it is incredible what some of these just, just folks in your community can put back yeah. the mailman they're just, they're just walking around a 30 pack of bullets just no problem and he wakes up the next it. day and your mail is there at 9 a.m <laughs> yep you know he doesn't he doesn't miss a day no the fucking guy clockwork yeah no that's been uh that's been a again a that's been an eye-opener for me doesn't go away okay should we should we be done we gotta be done here we gotta be done Oh, we're going to press stop. Love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.